Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast. I am your host, Deetta Rohde. I am a breast cancer survivor and vegan health and wellness coach. I remove barriers for individuals who desire to transition to a vegan lifestyle or recover from illness. I believe that God created us to be healthy, and when we give our body what it needs and have the correct mindset, we can achieve and maintain optimal health. On this podcast, we talk about being vegan from the perspective of being healthy, and we take a deep dive into the other areas of our lives, like relationships, money, and mindset. The ultimate goal is to be whole and to experience joy in our lives, not just our eating. So we look at both practical and spiritual ways to experience optimal health. The main thing to remember is that nothing in this show is meant to replace medical advice from a trained professional. I am sharing my experience and the experience of my guests. Please use wisdom and take what you feel will work for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, family. Welcome back to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. I'm excited about this episode. This is going to be a simple, easy episode, but I hope that it will provide you with some great information to basically help you have more confidence in the area of vegan cooking. I think that that is really one of those things that is kind of like a hesitation for people who want to maybe have more plant-based foods in their meal plan during the week, but vegan cooking can be a little bit different. It can be a little bit intimidating at first but it can also be very rewarding and very exciting. I found that when I do more vegan and when I transition to vegan, I was more creative cooking. Now that I've been vegan longer, I am not as creative as I was in the beginning. I will say that, that's a confession because I have learned some basic meals and I just kind of sometimes fall back into eating the same things that I typically eat. Um, But I do think that once you've kind of gotten over that initial phase of it, you kind of go and get into a routine um, of eating pretty much the same things that you eat normally, just like you did you know, maybe when you were eating meat or if you're still transitioning, that's something to think about. But it's more fun to me to come up with meals and create meals as a vegan because I have, I'm challenged with trying to recreate these recipes. If you haven't been on the YouTube channel, I recently, right before the Easter holiday, I created a vegan, old-fashioned vegan brown sugar ham. And it was really good. One of the things that I liked about that ham was that I could use that for leftovers. I made sandwiches with it and it just tasted really good. I was wanting to create it for the 
for the channel. So I did not do the full spread of, you know, I really wanted to have macaroni and cheese and sweet potatoes and devil eggs, vegan of course, but I wanted to do that full spread. I didn't do it with this time, but one thing that I realized is that making that ham, that vegan ham, it brought back those smells and that flavor. And so if you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to go check it out because it really did bring back that smell and that delicious. It caused me to want those other foods that typically go with a dinner like that. And so that was a fun challenge. That was something that I enjoyed doing and it made me more confident because I used to be very intimidated about recreating vegan meats. Um, because it just seemed like there were just too many steps, too many things for me to remember, all of these things. And it really made me hesitate into trying that. But now I have more confidence and I'm not afraid to go after those types of dishes. So I hope that, you know, if you have felt that same way, I hope sharing that you know, I wanted to share that to help you to realize that, yes, it can be intimidating at first when you are starting to make vegan dishes, but if you just go after it and try it, it does get easier and it's not that bad once you get into it. I think one of the things that is off-putting or can be off-putting is because there seems to be so many steps. You have to do so many steps to be able to achieve the same thing that you could accomplish with just throwing a chicken breast in, a, in some marinade and putting that thing in the oven and going about your day. I get it. But, you know, it just becomes pretty much you just have to wrap your mind around, okay, it's going to take me a few more steps, but that's where pre-planning and kind of making foods ahead comes into play to the point so that you have those, you know, ready-made foods available to you so you can have that same level of convenience. You can have the same level of convenience with vegan cooking. It just takes some pre-planning to do that. And so today I want to just give you three basic tips to help you in vegan cooking to really um, position yourself to make it easier, to make it simpler, and to make it less intimidating. I think that in today's time, I mean, we're busy. We don't have time to do a lot of different steps. And so these tips I want to give you will help you to be able to create good meals, delicious meals in a simple way and have you set up for success so that you're not wanting to just go back to eating meat just because it's more convenient. I think that that is a big deal. That's a big thing that, you know, with vegan cooking, because there are more steps sometimes to things 
it can put us in a place where it's just easier to eat meat because it's more convenient. There's more options. There's more availability and all of that. So to be successful in this journey, you do have to set yourself up for success. That goes with anything. If you're on a diet, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to change your eating habits, the key to succeeding is really setting yourself up for success. It's no different than being vegan. So I want to go ahead and jump right into these three tips. And this is definitely not an exhaustive list, but it's a place to start. So the first tip I want to share with you about vegan cooking, and this really can go to any cooking if you want to make delicious meals, is to get your spice game together. Spices, flavor is so important to me personally in what I eat. And it is especially important in vegan cooking. Because generally, when you are cooking vegan, you are typically making something to taste like something else. Case in point, jackfruit. Jackfruit is something that's used to create shredded because it shreds and it can take on various flavors. It can be used in vegan crab cakes. It can be used in making a vegan taco, shredded meat. It can be used to make shredded barbecue. So a lot of times what you're doing in vegan cooking is you're taking something and making it into a version of something that you may have eaten as a meat eater. And a lot of times people get, there's some people who get offended by the fact that vegans want to make things taste like meat. And, you know, my thing, and I probably have said this before, and I say it again because it's just something that comes up a lot, but, you know, it's just, it's a point of reference for me personally. I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's a point of reference. If you lived your mo- most of your life eating meat and now you don't eat meat, you just think of things, that's what your reference point is. And a lot of times people who are vegan don't necessarily, you know, they're not vegan because they don't like meat. They just have chosen not to eat it anymore. And so it's not that I don't like meat. It's just that I have abstained from it for my own health reasons. And so if I can make something taste like something that I used to enjoy eating, why not? (laughs) Why not? And so anyway, with vegan cooking, you're typically making something taste more like something else. So spices and marinades are very important. Some very basic spices that I suggest, and this again is not an exhaustive list because I have so many spices. I just buy spices. I like collect them like you collect anything else. (laughs) I love trying new spices. Um, I have a couple that I haven't tried fully yet because I'm still trying to figure out how to use them, but I just like to get them because 
Flavor is so important for me. That's something that I don't want to skimp on and I don't want to go without is flavor. And so using spices and marinades is a way to achieve a full flavor in your vegan dishes. So garlic powder, onion powder, nutritional yeast is very is a very good spice or seasoning to have. Um, it adds a depth, a depth to your dishes. It's kind of a cheesy flavor. Um, it's savory. And it's just really good to include in your spice rack. Pink salt. I prefer pink salt. Some people like sea salt. Um, I use pink salt typically in my dishes. Black salt. Black salt is a unique spice that I don't find it locally. So usually you probably will have to order it online, but it is a very um, pungent. It has a strong smell. It doesn't smell that great, but it adds an eggy type flavor to dishes. So if you like to make tofu scramble or if you don't eat tofu, um, or soy. I mean, there's different versions of tofu. If you don't like, if you're not um, wanting to have soy in your diet, you can get other types of tofu, and you can also make tofu yourself. But um, typically, if you're making a scramble in place of an egg scramble, you can make a tofu scramble. You would want to use a little bit of black salt. Now, I will say that black salt. There's a couple of versions of that. So you want to make sure you get the kind that is for use of eating. There's other black salts or another black salt that I've seen that is not for eating. So you want to make sure you get the right one that is for um, cooking. Turmeric is a good seasoning to have. It's an anti-inflammatory spice, so that's always great. But it also adds a nice color. So if you're trying to get a color, um, achieve an, a, a certain color in your dish. That's another thing with vegan cooking. You're not only trying to make things taste like other things, you're also wanting them to have a look, so an appearance. So with tofu scramble, turmeric is a great spice to use to get that eggy look. It gives that orangey yellowish color um, to your tofu so that it looks like scrambled eggs. Um, it also can be used in baking to achieve a certain color, the yellowish color, if you're making yellow cake. So spices are good as food coloring as well, because a lot of times with food colorings, they're fake. They have artificial, um, additives and they're not always the healthiest thing. So when you can achieve that color with using spices, that is a plus. So turmeric is great for that reason. And then also, there is a seasoning at Trader Joe's. This is not a sponsored plug, but I'm just saying this spice is delicious. It's umami, if I'm saying that right, U-M-A-M-I. It's a mushroom powder-based seasoning, and it is phenomenal. I love it. I get it, and I go through it quite quickly. So... um and I've seen other people talk about it. So it's a very good. It's not just me <laughs> that enjoys it. 
it's a very good seasoning to have. And it's just one of those seasonings that you can put on a lot of things. I put it on most anything I can put it on. Um, I use it in my tofu scramble. I use it in just anything, mushrooms. I even though it's mushroom base, I, I will sprinkle it on pasta dishes. I will sprinkle it on, you know, just whatever. So that's a good seasoning to have. And there's many others. Whatever you like, I think a tahini, I, my daughter, my youngest daughter got me started with that. And that's a nice seasoning. It's got a limey flavor. I think they have different versions, but that's a, a good um, seasoning just for different. Um, I like to sprinkle it on my chips, but it's just a good seasoning for like taco dishes, anything that you want that spicy flavor a hint of lime flavor, maybe in guacamole, different things like that you can use that with. So make sure that your spice game is strong. Get your spices so that you have those on hand. Lemon pepper is another one that's my favorite. You can do that on some fried oyster mushrooms if you're making um, vegan wings or vegan fried chicken, whatever you want to call it. You can put that even if you make cauliflower wings. I like to make lemon pepper um, wings. I love lemon pepper. I even sprinkle lemon pepper on my fries. So lemon pepper is another very good seasoning to have if you um, for your vegan pantry. Tip number two, staples. You want to have some very basic things that you get and you just have these on hand for those moments when you don't know what you want to cook or you didn't take the time to plan out a menu. Um, you just need to fix something in a hurry, whatever the case may be. You want to have some basic staples on hand so that you can fix a meal quickly. Like I said, a lot of times one thing that will take you out and defeat you in this journey is not being set up for convenience. It's quick to be able to run to the McDonald's or run to whatever place and grab something instead of cooking it. But it's also quicker to make a, you know, a meat dish that's already prepared basically for you than to create a vegan meal from scratch because a lot of times you have to make a lot of things from scratch and I've had people you know just let me know I don't have time for that I get it I understand and it's just a matter of preparation I have been through that I know that sometimes you know you just don't have time to do all of that so having some basic staples on hand will help you to be able to make those quick meals, to um, just have something when you don't feel like cooking, when you're not in the mood to cook, or when you just don't know what else to cook. You can just have some basic things on hand so that it's easy to whip something up. Now, what you have on hand is going to be dependent on your taste. I can say what I put on my you know, on my pantry, but it really depends on what you like to eat. 
I typically like to have jackfruit on hand, hearts of palm, some beans, some sauces like tomato sauce, spaghetti sauce, pizza sauce. I like to have tofu and I like to have mushrooms and I like to have spinach. If I have these basic things, oh, and pasta. If I have these basic things, I can create some type of meal out of that, those ingredients. I can whip something up quickly if I don't feel like cooking, if I you know, just need something fast. Those things I can put together some type of meal. A lot of times there are, you know, many vegan recipes that just have the same type of ingredients. You're just fixing it differently. So the more that you learn about cooking vegan and the more that you create recipes and build up different meals that you like, you'll realize that there are some things that just have the same ingredients. So you'll know I can just have these things on hand and that way, even if I want to try a new recipe, I will have the things that I need to be able to create that recipe. So it does take time to learn. You just have to be patient with yourself and, you know, realize that a vegan wasn't built in a day and it's going to take time to relearn how to cook, really. You're learning a new, whole new way of how, of cooking. So having some basic staples on hand will help you to be able to create recipes and create meals that you can fix quickly and they're simple and they don't take a lot of effort, especially if you have others that you have to cook for. If you're the only vegan in your house and not everybody wants to eat what you want to eat, you need to have some things that are just simple for you to make so that you can just fix whatever. And I give hats off to anyone who has to do that. I don't know how that would work for me. I'll just be honest. I'll just be honest. It Even in times when I have had to, when I was maybe trying to lose weight in the past and I had other people to cook for, it was a challenge. And I probably, if I remember correctly, might've said, I'm not probably cooking this. <laughs> I'm probably not doing this, but you know, you can't always do that. If you have small kids or whatever, you may have to cook meat at certain times. So you really, in those situations, my advice, I can say, you have to really be connected to your why. You have to have a strong reason as to why you're doing it. Because I can just imagine that's very tempting. Not necessarily for the food, but for the convenience. Not to have to fix multiple meals and all of that. So being able to create simple meals can really help and being connected to your why, I believe, would be very helpful. The last thing I want to share, the last tip is to invest in some quality equipment in your kitchen. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying expensive. I'm just saying 
quality and these various equipment that I'm going to, this various equipment that I'm going to share with you. So I have five different things that I'm going to share with you. One of these things that I'm on, that's on my list is actually on my wish list. I haven't purchased it yet, but it's something that I will invest in. I'm sure at some point in the future when I find something that I like. The first thing is a food processor. Food processors are really game changers if you are eating vegan. There's so many recipes. Like I say, you're typically trying to achieve, a, you know, you're trying to make something else out of what you have. So like, for instance, a black bean burger, you're, you're wanting a burger. So you are going to use the food processor to pulse the black beans, the mushrooms, the onions, the garlic, the whatever you want to put in your burger, you're going to put that in your food processor to get it all combined. So food processors are very good. They're good for making sauces. I Sauces, I use it for Alfredo. When I'm making a vegan Alfredo, with um, I use raw cashews. I've made it a few different ways, but the best way is with raw cashews. If you soak them, they actually get soft and you have to use a raw, not the roasted. But if you get the raw cashews and you soak them, you can put them in your food processor and add some plant milk and pulse it and it gets creamy and it makes a delicious Alfredo. I actually have a recipe on the YouTube channel if you're interested in that, but the food processor is a game changer. I actually have two. Um, the one I got, I when I very first invested in a food processor, I got one that was too small. And I think it was maybe four cups. But then I went and I got this 12 cup food processor and sometimes it's too big. <laughs> So I feel like, uh, what is it, Goldilocks when she went to the house with the three beds, whatever. Um, I, you know, the one was too small. This one sometimes is too big, but I'd rather have it too big than too small. But since then, I have actually gotten a, a smaller one, a tiny one, just for little things that I need. Because I, I found that, I can't stand to use that big one for, let's say when I make a vegan Parmesan cheese, I need to pulse up my, I use sesame seeds in there. And sometimes I don't need that big food processor. So the smaller one is great to just pulse up my sesame seeds. So the smaller one I actually got at the dollar store. So, you know. And it's wonderful. It does great for just when you just want to make like some salsa or just a small portion of something. So you may want to have multiple ones. You know, you'll see how it works. But anyway, food processor, that's the number one. If you don't get anything else, I would get the food processor. The second one, second piece of equipment is a blender. Most people have that already. But those are great for smoothies. They're great for sauces. And if you can't get a food processor, processor, 
you can use your blender in many cases. I've used the blender to create my Alfredo with the cashews. They actually do really well in a blender. Um, of course, you want one for smoothies, but you can make sauces, sauces in there. And, you know, it's just good to have a good blender on hand. Number three is a steamer. Now, a steamer is great for vegetables, it's great for rice, but it's also great for making vegan meat replacers. So if you start to get into making, using seitan, which is wheat gluten, then a steamer is necessary. Now, I think that there are ways you can do it in the oven where you steam it in the oven. You don't necessarily have you can boil, sea tan as well. So there's different methods, but I have found that a steamer is very good. It's simple. I love my little steamer. It's, it wasn't very expensive, and I just use it for um, making sea tan. I've made pepperoni. I used it to make the vegan ham. Um, so it's very, it's just a great tool to have. When you just make your sea tan mixture and you put it in that steamer, that's all you have to do. Stick it in there and then you're done. So a steamer is a very good tool or piece of equipment to have. Also, a juicer. I love the juicer, but it is a, you know, it takes a mindset to juice for me. <laughs> I don't know about you. But I'm not going to be, I'm not one of those people that's probably going to be juicing every day unless I just have my juicer out. I don't have my juicer out on the counter where I can just do it every day. That would be great because I know the juice has the better benefits, I think, right after you juice it. But juicing is a, it's an event for me. So I will juice when I'm maybe doing a detox. Um... Typically, when I'm doing a detox is when I'm juicing, basically. That's it. So, um, or if I'm just making something, like I like to make a jamu juice that's so good and it's so good for you. Um, another recipe on my channel. But that juicer, is, it's fun. It can be fun, but it's, you know, you got to do the cleanup and everything like that. But juicing is great. When you want to, you know, detox or just have some healthy juices on hand, you can juice once a week and just make enough juice for the whole week, or you can just do it periodically like I do. And when you're on a detox, the last piece of equipment or tool that I was, I will suggest is a tofu press. This is the thing that's on my wish list. I don't have a tofu press yet, but it's something that I am wanting to get and may get eventually. I've just researched them. I haven't found one that I really thought, okay, I'm going to get that one. And I just use paper towel to soak up, dry out my tofu. But really, if you have a tofu press, using all that tofu or all that paper towel is just a waste. So it really would make more sense for me to get one. 
So I am suggesting that, but I'm also saying I need to get one as well. So there you have it. There's three tips to help you with vegan cooking. Um, I hope that this has been helpful. I These are just basic skills that I have learned over time as I have developed in vegan cooking. Like I said, it can be very intimidating at first, but trust me, it gets easier. I was looking back over my Instagram account from when I very first started it, and I was trying to bake, do vegan baking, and I was failing repeatedly. <laughs> but once I learned how to do it, it is not very hard at all. It's very simple. And I've been able to make delicious vegan baked goods, breads, cake, um, not so much cake. I haven't done cake just because I haven't tried a cake in a while. But I've made brownies, cookies, and bread. And that is why I've actually become a licensed home baker. So I'm going to be offering vegan baked goods in my area. This is um, local. I'm not able to ship outside of my area just yet. But that is a long game goal to be able to at least have something that I can share outside of the area that I live in. But this is a first step. So I'm excited about that journey. And I'm so ready to get going um, with sharing delicious vegan cookies and breads and baked goods as I build up my arsenal of baked goods. So if you are in the area, if you're local, keep an eye out for more information on that. But until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Grown and Vegan Life podcast. For more great content, visit grownandvegan.com. If you are interested in changing to a vegan lifestyle but don't know where to start, check out the grownandvegan.com shop tab and take my beginner vegan course. Or if you are past the beginner phase and are ready to take your journey farther, schedule a coaching session with me. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.